Hello, everyone. This is Finding Your Joy podcast, and I'm your host, Celinda Palmer. I'm a life coach, a professor, a mother, and a grandmother. This podcast is for people who know that it's possible to feel joy amidst the vicissitudes of life. How is it possible? You experience joy when you feel gratitude from the lessons learned, from the good, the bad, and the ugly. I thought I knew everything when I was a teenager. Didn't you? I thought my parents, I thought the other adults that I was around didn't know anything. There was something wrong with their brain. They just didn't get it. They were out of touch. They were born so long ago, they didn't really get it. What do I mean by get it? I mean they didn't get life. Today, I want to share some things that I wished I knew when I was a teenager. Number one, that struggle is good. Bring it on is what I say now. When I think of that baby chick, the ones that survive that experience of getting out of the egg are the ones who live. So struggle is important. Struggle is what makes us stronger. You know what song I listen to when I'm out jogging, jogging, walking, jogging, walking? Is the song, What Doesn't Kill Me Makes Me Stronger. I know this is good for me and I need to get pepped up because of the person I'm going to become through this experience. Years ago, I applied for a job, an administrative job. I'm a, I'm a teacher, teach at the grade school and then junior high, high school, college, and I, and I applied for an administrative job. I did everything there was to do to prepare, down to what clothes I was going to make, wear to show power, and I also practiced in front of my friends, anyone who would listen, and I knew that I was going to get this job because I had done crossed, so to speak, crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's. And I had so much knowledge and experience to to be successful. Well, I got into the job uh, interview and did everything beautifully. But was all said and done, I didn't get the job. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. I was sad. All of those things. But it didn't kill me. It made me stronger. In fact, it, I, what I learned from that experience of failing at that job interview got me the job at Eastern Arizona College. So am I grateful for the struggle? Yes, I learned so much. The second thing I learned and I wished I knew when I was a teenager was to keep a journal. I didn't know anything about taking everything out of my brain that I now like to say throwing up all that garbage or getting the pus out of our brain. I didn't know anything about that. I would have my mind so spinning I would make myself sick and not really know what to do about it anyway. But now, guess what I do a couple times a week? There's, I actually, let me go back. I, I have two journals, one for burning and one for keeping. The one for burning is for me. The other one is for my posterity or anyone that might want to learn what I read what I've learned from life. My throw away or burn journal is my thought downloads. When about three times a week when I can't sleep or I have all this going on in my brain and it feels like it's going to explode, I just write it all down, get it all down on paper. And then I look at all those thoughts with curiosity, but I separate out my thoughts from the facts. And then I realize, oh, that thought is creating this emotion. 
And this emotion is causing me to act from a different place than if I had a different thought. For example, if I went into that interview with, I'm just not good at interviews, that thought. I've thought it for so long, maybe, I'm just using this for example, I've thought it for so long that I really think it's a fact in my neural pathways. It's been entrenched and I think I'm not good at job interviews. I'm not articulate or I'm not poised or whatever it is. That thought creates this emotion of insecurity. Then my action when I get up to, to be part of this interview comes from that insecurity. I'm not going to come, with, come across with confidence and, and articulate, articulate the way I want things to go. But if I had the thought, I can do this, I would think with my Heavenly Father's help and all my skills, I'm amazing, I'm articulate, I'm confident, I would, my action would be totally different and the results would be different. So it's so important to write those thoughts down when you've got the, your head spinning in circles and you can't sleep and just separate out the thoughts from the facts. The fact of that whole thought download was that I have an interview. No drama, you can prove it in a court of law, everyone would agree. Then the third thing is to be grateful. I love to hang out with little kids because they're so grateful. Just grateful for the slide. Lou, look how fun this is to go down a slide. Yesterday I was at a ball game with one of my grandsons, Maxon, and he was enjoying the ants. These little red ants were going to come attack him and he thought it was so cool to get something and smash them first. And then what he noticed was after he smashed them, somehow they communicated or cried out to all their friends and their friends all started to come. Then he had to think of creative ways to kill all their friends or should he kill them? Maybe this wasn't nice. Anyway, it was so fun to see the joy, just being grateful for the ants, being grateful for trees, being grateful for the wind that's blowing through the trees, looking at the beautiful flowers, just being grateful for life itself to be alive. Number four, don't care about what people think. I used to really hold myself back, worrying so much about what people think. How I do it today is I stay really close to my Father in Heaven. And He is the one that I need to please and He knows me the best. He's known me the longest. So if I decide I wanted to be a life coach and I prayed about it and it felt like the right thing to do, I don't really care if people think it's stupid or if they don't like this podcast or if they don't like what what's things I post on social media or they don't agree with life. That None of that matters to me. What you think is none of my business. This is my journey with my Heavenly Father's help and it's not for anybody. It's not anyone else's business and just trying just going along the journey even if I don't become a million dollar life coach is a blast number five take more risks so what if we failed it doesn't we learn from failure even if we don't reach reach the top of Mount Everest it's the journey that's so fun I know when I was a kid sometimes I would jump off the high dive for the thrill or for the dopamine hit or I would go water skiing, I'll slalom ski, or go to the top of the mountain when I went snow skiing. All of those risks, I'm so glad that I took, but I'm willing to continue to take them because I know that brings me a lot of joy. Number six, money is not the most important thing. You really have to train yourself not to care about money and focus on adding value in life. I really realized this when my sister-in-law passed away a few years ago not that she cared mostly about money but I realized the only thing she took with her were her relationships with her family friends and her heavenly father 
and then all the lessons she learned. She didn't get to take her money, even though it's fun to make money and it brings that powerful feeling that you're accomplished something that's tough. It isn't the most important thing in life. We don't get to take it with us. Number seven, importance of learning every day. Learning through Google. Don't you love Google? My husband was having so much fun today because he, the dryer broke and it would cost lots of money to get a repairman in. He Googled how to fix the dryer, ordered this part for 15 bucks, got the part in, fixed today. And I mean, he was so excited and I was excited with him. It was like we we're jumping up and down. Woohoo! We fixed the dryer because he learned on Google how to fix it and then being successful at fixing it. It was amazing. Number eight, don't judge. Just because people make different choices than you do, they are not stupid. Also, you don't know everything about them. So don't judge them. Just help them. Help them to reach their full potential. I use this a lot in my profession of teaching and coaching. I have no idea what my students are capable of doing. I just want to set the environment in the classroom and with my communication that they can reach their full potential. When I set have limiting beliefs about myself or others, they are stifled. I like to look at people for who they can become when they grow up, so to speak, and help them and lift them instead of judging them. Number nine, give without expecting something in return. I love this one. I just love to give and put value in the world. In fact, my profession, so much is the, the dopamine or the high comes from giving to others and putting value out there so that others can be successful. I loved, <clears throat> excuse me, I love to get those texts or the emails from my students saying I got into this university or I got married to this amazing guy and we're living in Wyoming and we're having this amazing life. Um, some of my favorite things to do are send out text or emails to other people when I notice something specific that they're doing that really brought value to my life. Like in church, someone gives a beautiful talk. And most people aren't used to giving feedback, specific feedback like that, how it specifically touched my life. Seems like our society is very negative and we laugh at all. We laugh at making fun of everyone and uh, being critical and judging other people. We need to get back into giving and specific reinforcement that helps someone else to continue to do whatever it is that's working for them. Number 10, no end game. Enjoy the journey. Sometimes we get so impatient. I remember thinking, well, what is it going to be like to get married and live in my mansion? What is it going to be like to have children? Oh, now I wish my children would grow up. I want to have grandchildren. But we shouldn't hurry life. Life every minute, every 10 minutes, every half hour, every hour can be enjoyed. Just enjoy the process instead of trying to get to the result at the end. Number 11, don't take yourself so seriously. Learn to laugh at yourself. Lighten up. You can have the most fun just laughing at the silly things you do and say. Number 12, don't blame people. What's the point? Don't blame other people and don't blame yourself. Know that you're only human and you came here to learn. Like I said in number 11, just laugh at yourself and learn from yourself. And if you're blaming everyone else for your problems, you'll never reach your full potential. Number 13, create something. That's what I'm doing with this life coaching business. Whether I make a penny at it or not doesn't matter. 
I love to just show my grandchildren what's possible and create this amazing group of people that love to talk and learn and grow and develop and be the best we can be and give something back for other people to enjoy. It's just fun. The creation part, I think about creating a lesson, creating a talk. The joy is in the creation. I used to love to decorate and see how beautiful we can make a room. Like my daughter-in-law who creates beautiful landscapes. She has so much fun in the creation process. I think about Heavenly Father creating the world. It had to have been so much fun to see uh, um, for the process, not just the event. The next thing is never look back too long. Reflecting on the past is only good for one thing, and that is learning. Many times we go to therapists, and there's nothing wrong with that, and we can get all of our past out on the table and talk about and look at and analyze and, and just be able to have someone share in some of the, the struggles we've had. But if we keep telling that past story over and over and over and over and over and over and become a victim and everyone we meet, let me tell you about all my struggles and why I'm the way I am, we're using that to become a victim, and we can't accomplish the goals that we really want. If we're continually dwelling in the past, we need to get on with it. Just put a newspaper heading on it and move past that. And the last one is to take action. Today, when I thought about making this podcast, I thought, uh, I don't even know what I want to talk about. I don't want to take action. I was all this drama in my head. So again, I had to do the thought download and pull out positive thought so I could have a positive emotion and realize that I do have something to share. I'm 61 years old. I have a lot of wisdom to share and I know you do too. So it's important to realize that these, all the things that I shared will help us in our life. And if you don't want to listen to this, you don't have to because I don't really care what you think. Remember what other people think is none of my business. And I'm not going to judge you for not listening to this or not liking this, you get to do, be your own kind of beautiful. And so do I. Thank you so much for tuning in to Finding Your Joy podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to share it with your friends. Also, remember to subscribe because when you do, they come right into your feed and you won't miss a single episode. If you have any questions about anything I've talked about on this podcast, go to Finding Your Joy, Coaching with Professor Palmer, and shoot me an email or sign up for complimentary coaching.